Elite Expert Insider, the podcast that educates, inspires, and motivates you to take your business and life to the next level. We would like to thank Audible for supporting Elite Expert Insider. Please go to the link bit.ly forward slash Elite Audible. That's bit.ly forward slash Elite Audible. And get a free 30-day trial to show your support. Thank you, Audible. Now to Elite Expert Insider for conversations with industry leaders. Hi, everybody. Welcome. It's Melanie Johnson along with Jen Foster, the Queens of Publishing. We're so glad that you are here today. We want to remind you to subscribe to our podcast, like us, share us, tell everybody about us. We bring you the best experts in the field, uh, authorities in their niche to educate you and inspire you and motivate you. So today we are really uh, excited. We have Holly Stokes with us. Holly has, um, she is an expert. She's a certified hypnotherapist first of all, and uh, she's a master at NLP, she's a health practitioner, and we are going to talk about losing weight, rearranging your priorities in your brain so you can do that easily. She has written three books. One is called The, uh, the Lighter You, How to Train Your Brain to Your Slim Body, which I can't wait to talk to her about that. I want to get my body, my brain so it tells me the right things so I can stay slim and fit. Um, she's written The Last Diet You'll Ever Need. So I can't wait to pick her brain about that. Jen and I are going to dive deep into that as well. And um, she has the Lighter You Health Coach's Guide to Nutrition in Action. So um, Holly, we are so thrilled to have you here today. So exciting. This is such a great topic. People are always trying to know how to get healthier, slimmer, how to keep their weight regular. And you know, my big thing is like it has to be a lifestyle. Um, so if you can train people's brains and give us tips to do that, that would be awesome. Tell us a little bit about your background and um, how you got started in this field. Great. Yes, I really liked helping people. I always knew that I wanted to help people live better lives. In fact, you know, one of my dreams as a child was to be a doctor. <laughs> Um, but I started working with at-risk wilderness therapy programs. So we would backpack with these at-risk kids, a lot of them dealing with drug and alcohol issues, um, and teach them skills for communication and self-esteem and to really believe in themselves. And we worked with psychologists. They would come in and recognize their patterns. And so it was part of our homework to help them work on these patterns. And I would watch them be so frustrated because even though they recognized this pattern, it was so hard for them to make a change. And so the work that I did there really led me to uh, finish my degree in psychology. And while I was doing my coursework at Portland State University, um, I was really fascinated with understanding you know, what we think, feel, and do, and really understanding the brain and uh, found we actually covered hypnosis in one of our classes. We watched someone undergoing brain surgery while they were aware, aware and awake without any anesthesia. Wow. I was like, hey, wait, what is that? What's happening oh there? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I found a local school and went through the training, the certification for the hypnosis and also uh, the NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, which is about how the brain codes information and how we can update very quickly that code. Mm -hmm. 
So, so tell yeah. us how that transcend into, um, so you took that information and now you've transcended into really health and diet. Yeah, so uh, when I first started my practice, well, I've always had an interest in health, um, understanding our bodies, and I had certified as an herbalist actually in my 20s. And even though I knew like the right foods to eat and the right things to do, I would still hoard a package of cookies under my car seat and eat the whole package, right, in a couple of days. All right, who hasn't been there, right? You've hoarded ate some food somewhere or somewhere in your life. <laughs> right. So I really, um, you know, it was really the cravings that got in the way. So when I found these tools, the hypnosis, the NLP, I was like, okay, I'm going to use myself as my own guinea pig. Let's apply it to myself, which I did, and I lost 40 pounds. You know, backpacking five, ten miles a day, you don't really gain weight. It doesn't matter what you eat. Um, but going back to school, I had put on about 40 pounds of extra weight. So I applied them to myself. I lost the weight and brought, um, you know, healthy lifestyle classes to the community and really wanted to focus on that brain piece. You know, a lot of people talk about the foods to eat, the foods to avoid, but what really gets in the way is our brain. Cravings, self-sabotage, mental blocks, um, lack of motivation, all of these are wired into the brain. And we can make it much easier for people to follow through when you understand what your brain is doing and help it make the change. All right, so walk us through how we can start to change our brain. Oh, well, that's a big question. Uh, the simplest level is to be aware of the thoughts that you think. Now, sometimes um, the thoughts that we think really create the emotions that we feel. So if you notice any reoccurring thought habits or reoccurring feeling habits, there's usually a thought behind those reoccurring emotions. And a lot of times in our culture, we find ways to get rid of the emotion. Oh, I'll just go watch a movie or eat some ice cream or do something different uh, to change how we feel. If we look at a lot of the weight that people put on, a lot of the habits that are not working for them or their body is about wanting to feel better. So thinking of the times that we eat, we eat when we're stressed, we eat when we celebrate, we eat when we want a reward. Oh, I did such a good job today. I deserve that cookie, right? And so we have this emotional component to uh, how we choose our foods or how we develop these habits. And now we get into habits and behaviors. Um, certain people can create stress responses. Like for example, uh, working with a coworker. There's certain one certain person that when you have that conversation, oh, you just one of my clients said this is like every time I talk to this coworker, I have to go find the donut cart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can relate to that. I've had it seems like whenever I'm in a, a romantic relationship that's not healthy for me, oh, as yeah. soon as it's over, I have it's almost like a five. I drop five pounds that first week. It's like I, I'm eating. I'm stressed out when I'm in the relationship, and when it's over, and I'm thinking, oh, I, I like five pounds just go away right away. <laughs> it's so true. People don't realize how much. Stress actually plays a part 
in our health. I mean, there's the obvious connection with, you know, stress eating and that sort of thing, or comfort eating, but then there's the less obvious connection. Stress has a direct impact on our body. It releases chemicals, cortisol, adrenaline, and then if we don't help the body rebalance or recover from that, it builds up and actually causes your body to gain weight and to store that extra. So, yeah, so what we do is we look at these different pieces. I like to tell people that it's thinking of weight as puzzle pieces. There's different pieces of the puzzle. Knowing what to do is one part of that puzzle, and that's very good. But then also translating that into how to change those cravings, or how to change what your mind is focusing on. And then also addressing those stress pieces, whether it's communication, it can be your relationship, your partner, um, money, starting a business, trying to, uh, fear can actually cause that stress response as well. And we see that with, you know, new authors bringing something forward and seeing that, oh no, I'm going to be rejected if I bring my book up. So all of these you can address at the level of the brain, which makes it much easier. Yeah. Well, and those are some good questions that you asked, like that we can be asking ourselves, you know, like what emotions, what were the thoughts that we were just thinking? What emotions am I feeling because I just thought of that? And why do I want to go get some ice cream right now? You know, like those are some questions you can ask yourself. What are yeah. some other questions that you can um, ask yourself to help you be more aware? Well, this. Like, the simplest level is to, like, one, be aware of, okay, what am I thinking? And what am I feeling? And then also to, rather than try to get away from that emotion, to think of emotions as messengers. What is this emotion telling me? Um, maybe it's about the communication you just had. Maybe you heard or you didn't get clarified. Maybe it's uh, that you need to adjust something in your life. Maybe for a lot of business owners, the stress emotion is about self-care. So, you know, what do I need to shift in my schedule to allow time for me? Whether it's walking, whether it's taking a relaxing bath, whether it's taking a vacation. Um, so we look at those pieces. The other thing is that when an emotion comes up, asking that question, what is this emotion? And then you can breathe into the emotion and allow it to release or allow it to let go. It's kind of like if it doesn't deliver the message, if you don't get the message the first time around, the emotion comes back around. Here you go. Here's sadness again. You kind of avoid it, eat that ice cream or whatever. Okay, here you go. Here's sadness again. It wants you to deal with it in some way. So we kind of look at the unconscious mind in charge of those um, emotions. It gives you more like expanded awareness. And as you work through those emotions, have those talks, communication, or find ways to release it, like breathing into it, letting it go. Um, exercise can also help kind of rebalance that as well. In your book, the, the Last Diet You'll Ever Need, you talk about the answer to the question, what if you didn't leave feeling hungry or deprived or weak when you were dieting? Um, and your ebook system says the lighten up system, you call it, um, about how nutrition, if you got in tune with your body, about how foods work in your body. Um, uh -huh. Tell us more about that. So, um, 
What level what is that? that? There are things that our body can't operate. Kind of like, you see the signs of this, and they say, don't feed the monkeys, you know, any of the food that you get from the food stand, because they're not adapted to those. What they're saying is, don't feed the monkeys the crap that you're eating. Right. So that's one equation. And then there's also sometimes there are foods, and I cover this more in my nutrition guide, but sometimes there are foods that our body has a sensitivity to. There are t about a top five or six foods that our body can have a reaction to, which creates bloating, indigestion, um, increased inflammation in the body. And these are can be kind of food allergens, but you can have a sensitivity without a full-blown allergy. So by bringing in the level, you can start to recognize what foods are work for your body versus what are the foods that even though we think that they're good or like a lot of people think, oh, yogurt is healthy, um, but yogurt can be or dairy products can be one of those foods that creates that uh, kind of sensitive response that creates indigestion, bloating, and it kind of gums up your body's ability to detox and to let go of stuff. So, there are some processes, I think, in the book, Light Review, Train Your Brain to Slim Your Body. It talks a little bit more about that intuitive eating. But it can be as simple as, like, closing your eyes for a moment and imagine a movie screen in your mind's eye and then ask your greater mind to expand in awareness to project onto that movie screen the foods that your body, that are good for your body help it heal and repair. And, you know, that's kind of a very fast process. But if you take a moment to do that, you'll start to notice that um, the foods that we crave tend to be emotionally related versus the foods that our body really wants to heal and repair, more like fresh fruits, vegetables, uh, lean meat, nuts and seeds, you know, the things that our body really needs for those building blocks. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah, that was really good. I like how you said that where you just have to, you know, think about a lot of times I don't think we even ask ourselves what kind of food does my body need. Like we just eat what we think we should eat because we sounds good or tastes good or we crave it. Instead of just asking ourselves, you know, like closing your eyes and visualizing that, what what kind of foods would be good for for me to put in my body right now? And and sometimes you know, there has been times when I've craved stuff that is very healthy for me, and I realize I may be deficient in this vitamin or, you know, that the food yeah. is giving me. But right. when you are more aware of it, like you're talking about, and close your eyes and visualize that, then maybe you'll start craving that instead, right? Then you'll want those grapes and those that watermelon instead of having, you know, the chips that you were just going to go grab, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Okay. That is when you shop at the grocery store, that's a great place. One, don't go hungry, right? <laughs> and two is to ask, you know, standing in the, the fruits, the produce aisle, ask your mind, your body, what does it want? And have it project onto that movie screen. And I have clients come back, oh, I, I used to think weight loss was hard, but now I'm like craving squash and, uh, you know, healthy foods. So it can really make a difference when we tune into 
you know, that body. What does it want? That and I notice sometimes when I'm eating, it's like after I've eaten something that maybe I shouldn't or eaten something good, how does it make you feel inside? Yes. You just had that cheesecake. You're like, ugh. I was at an event yesterday, and both of us, with the cheesecake was so good. We're like, oh, we want to eat that. And the one woman hadn't had sugar in a long time. And then she sat back afterwards like, oh, I don't feel so good. Yeah. Like, yeah. How is that reacting in your body? And when you eat something really healthy and you're more cleansed, do you feel more energized or do you feel more like, ugh? So yeah. With that. And just paying attention to that. You know, um, yeah, my thing used to be donuts. So I would go with a friend. Specifically, we had kind of this pack that we would pass a donut shop and we just have to go in. We wouldn't just buy one each, we'd buy two, and then we'd share, you know. So, but then I noticed, yeah, there's that, oh, that heavy feeling or sluggish feeling. Some people feel a brain fog. Um, this is also common with a gluten sensitivity. You know, you've probably heard about that gluten sensitivity. The thing with uh, gluten, it's a protein found in wheat as well as a few other grains, but it can cause that inflammation response. It can even cause that sluggishness in the afternoon, um, that sense of indigestion or bloating. Mm -hmm. So just paying attention to how foods make you feel is a huge piece of that. Yeah. You talk in one of your books about a low glycemic diet. Um, explain uh -huh. what is constitutes low glycemic diet. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, <clears throat> The glycemic index is based on the research of how foods affect our blood sugar. So our whole body runs on glucose, and how our body breaks down different foods to turn it into that blood sugar, that glucose, goes through different processes. The body has to break it down in different ways. So what these researchers found were certain foods affected our body differently which blew out of the water this old idea a calorie is just a calorie. Like it doesn't matter, all foods break down to a calorie. It's not true. Foods affect the body differently. So we look at this index or this rating scale of how foods affect your blood sugar. What happens when we get a spike in blood sugar, it also creates a spike or release of insulin. Insulin is a molecule, the carrier, that takes that sugar into the cells to be used. Now, if you have too much energy available for the cells at once, what happens? It's overload. Yeah. Yeah, it turns it into fat. It's like, hey, wait, let's save this for later, right? Right. <laughs> so the body then stores it as fat. So that's when we have that spike of blood sugar, which creates that spike of insulin, the body stores it as fat. So the index looks at how can we understand how foods affect the body and then choosing those foods that keep that even balance of blood sugar. So we don't want those high spikes. We want that, um, that those foods that release it slowly over time or that break down more slowly. So um, <clears throat> kind of the general rule is fruits and vegetables have that easy release because they have high fiber, the body breaks it down into sugar over a longer period of time. You don't get that quick rush like you do with, uh, you know, white flour products that has the fiber removed, has the, uh, the, the hole removed off of the, the wheat. And so that spikes the blood sugar. The other things are white rice that can really spike the blood sugar. Potatoes spike the blood sugar. 
So it's diabetic friendly as well. And we think of it more as energy management rather than a diet. So you want those whole healthy foods. Um, and then also, you know, managing managing your blood sugar levels is kind of that key. When you do that, you keep your body in that zone, it'll just naturally adjust in release. In fact, you can do it, you know, exercise is really important. However, you can do it just through the foods that you eat. You can lose weight without exercising, which is what I did in probably that first, those first years that I lost those 40 pounds. I did it mostly with diet, just by changing over to that healthier eating, to watching those, you know, that glycemic eating index, to eating healthy. Sometimes we get um, maybe addicted to that spike because we get that sugar high or that high glycemic oh, yeah. rush, and our brain likes that. It gets dumped on with the cortisol and the good feelings, and um, uh -huh. and we kind of eat, you know. We as humans, you know, to be like this all the time, we don't. We kind of like that, you know, up, but it's the down that's the bad part. Is that hard uh -huh. to fight? I mean, that's that mental thing again. Like you wanna, you crave that, maybe that high. Right, right. And so you know, uh, there's that afternoon lull, like a typical spot. Usually, if you eat a sandwich, white bread or something like that on it, um, that could be bring that body energy down after it, uh, you know, processed or digested that. So, you know, making better, finding ways to make it easier. So, reaching for healthy snacks, and part of that is having them around. I find little things like buying a bag of apples at the grocery store, and then I just take an apple with me to work, or I'll keep them in the cupboard, or just having them available, we're more likely to uh, go for them. Rather than you know hitting the vending machine or <laughs> yeah, we're, you know an apple a day keeps the doctor away. It's not a Hershey bar a day that keeps the doctor away. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Well, I really liked when you said um, it's energy management, yeah, not really yeah. diet. And I think that's something really good for us to remember that that you know when you're eating good and you're and you're doing you know, you're doing what's right, what's healthy for your body, you're really just managing your energy. And if you're, yeah. if you're eating a low glycemic index um, foods, then you will naturally lose weight like you said you did. Um, so just being aware of, you know, hey, I'm, I'm managing my energy, you know, it's energy management. You're not on a diet, yeah. you're just managing your energy. I, let, I really like that. I feel like you want high energy. I mean, everyone wants to have that great energy. So that's great. Instead of dieting or losing weight, your, your goal is to have optimal energy. I love yeah. that. It's and an I also talked about don't take any Oh, go ahead. Oh, I also think in terms of don't think of it as a diet. Think about it as creating a lifestyle that you can live with. So when we say I'm never going to eat a cookie again, what happens? We think of them all the time. <laughs> yeah, we notice them. We get these for them. So rather than doing that, uh, recognizing that balance, I even suggest having one day a week that is like a an anything day. Just eat whatever you want, you know, that pizza, that, you know, whatever the extra is, the cookies, the cake, whatever. And then just get back right on to managing that energy, you know, choosing those foods that your body wants. And, uh, give us some of, um, just give us a couple top do's and don'ts from your books. 
yeah, so I would say a top one that people aren't recognizing is stress. So I would say manage your stress. Um, whether you need to make any changes into your schedule, for instance, I had one client that <laughs> wouldn't schedule herself a lunch break. She would do, uh, she was a hairstylist, and she would be so accommodating, trying to fit people in, she wouldn't schedule a lunch break. But what happens is that when we skip meals, the body goes into starvation mode. And then what happens is it starts to carry that extra weight or it won't release the extra weight because it thinks, essentially, it has to lower its metabolism to compensate for the fewer calories coming in because our bodies are made to adapt like that. So it begins to lower its metabolism, but then when you eat regular again, it packs on and says, oh, this is all extra. It's, it's so good. Let's just keep that as fat, right? So don't skip meals, I would say. Manage don't weigh yourself every day because that'll drive you crazy. You're looking for a trend over time. You're not looking for, oh, did that glass of water make me gain a half a pound, right? So, um, and be patient with yourself. Look at how can I adjust my schedule to manage that stress. Exercise is a huge stress reliever. It helps your body uh, recycle those hormones, the or adrenaline and cortisol, and gets you back to a baseline. So that's why another reason why exercise is important. Um, and there's also having uh, ways to let go of your day. You know, a lot of times, especially authors or business owners, we take our work home with us, or we don't have time to shut our mind off. So if you give yourself work hours, when are you going to be on the clock? When are you going to step into that creativity process? And when are you going to let it go and relax and enjoy life? You know, enjoying life is really a key to staying motivated, staying focused. And um, if we don't take care of that part of us, we run into self-sabotage. <laughs> that part will rebel. So I've seen that with business owners as well. Great. Those are great tips. Yeah, well, thank you. Tell us where we can. Do you have any of your books to hold up? <sighs> I was at an event last night and sold out. <laughs> That's, a good thing. That's a good thing. Well, tell us where they can find your books, your website, or where they can get your materials and your CDs. Yes, wonderful. Thank you. Um, so, my website is the best place to find out more information about that www.thebraintrainerllc.com and uh, you had also mentioned you know creating a special offer for the guests of the podcast and so what I wanted to offer is a starter strategy session to look at and identify what these mental blocks are that are in your way sometimes we're operating the background of our mind we don't even recognize them but we can, we're operating here if we're experiencing self-sabotage, um, experiencing fear. I know what I need to do, I just can't make myself do it. Those are good indicators that there's something going on in the background of the mind, right? So they have processes to help the mind reset those very quickly and easily. So that um, uncovering your mental block session, strategy session, is $45. And I also, with working with thousands of clients over the years, 
I've recognized the main blocks that are the most common and most pervasive are the I'm not. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not deserving. I don't know enough. Blah, 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 right? Even though consciously we know they're not true, if there's a feeling there, still operating at that unconscious level, underlying level of the mind. So that's why it's so important to clear those. And I've developed a process which helps that unconscious update. And it's called Angel Eyes and Inspired Self-Image. So for people of the podcast, you want to email me, you can get that strategy session, mental block session, and the um, Angel Eyes CD for updating that, uh, updating your mind to recognize your true potential and your true value which is key to your success and your focus. And so those just need to email me for that. Wonderful. Those are generous offers. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining so Thank you for having me. Wonderful. Well, we want to remind everyone to subscribe to our podcast and share it and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. You can always find us at EliteOnlinePublishing.com. We are uh, the top publishers. We will help you publish your book and get it to be a number one seller on Amazon. So looking forward to seeing you next time. For more information about us, go to EliteOnlinePublishing.com. To get your free book, The Accomplishment and Success Story Starter, simply text your name and email to 832-572-5285. That's 832-572-5285. We'd also like to thank Audible for supporting Elite Expert Insider. To get your free 30-day trial, please go to bit dot ly forward slash elite audible that's bit dot ly forward slash elite audible and get your free 30-day trial to show your support thank you audible